all right. So something we should do that I keep forgetting that we should do. So we should go around and introduce ourselves at the start of the episodes. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, that depends on when the start of an episode is, because we definitely This is now have... the start of an episode. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 All right. So going around. Um, I'm not sure a good way to do this, because we obviously can't go around the table. I'm Aaron. So. Hi, Aaron. What's your character's name? What pronouns do you use? I'm Aaron. I personally use she her or they them and my character is Ericene Mayfinwe and uh she uses she her exclusively sweet I'm Ian I'm the GM so I have no characters or I have way too many depending on how you look at it and I use they them pronouns I'm Wit uh I'm playing Grix the Cobalt Illusionist both of us use he him pronouns I'm Kelly I play Wealthy Taylor. I am a halfling wizard. This is my first adventure, and I use she, the, she, they, she, her pronouns. And that leaves me. It does. Uh, I'm Adam. My character's name is Vons. We both go by he, him pronouns, and it occurs to me that Ian can put these in whatever order they want. Yes, but that would require me to do editing, so you can bet your top dollar that I am just going to leave them in the order we just said them in. <laughs> Yay! Minimal effort! Yay! <laughs> we did it, guys. <laughs> We're heroes. <laughs> Alright, so who wants to recap what happened last time? Don't, <laughs> don't everyone volunteer at once. Um, <laughs> let me see. I take notes. I take extensive I notes. Oh, then I will. I will bow to you. After we were dumpster dive, after uh, after wealthy and Vons were dumpster diving behind the Gwendaloo, <laughs> they snuck into the back entrance of the Gwendaloo, which is a bar. They mm -hmm. found some boxes in a storeroom with the Ruladrin, which is the glowy alcohol and one stated that it was from the velvet room meanwhile ericene and grix entered the gwendolu through the front door ericene making flirty eye contact with the minotaur bouncer um ericene found out that the glowy liquor is named ruladrin it has a simple handmade label with no maker's mark and it has human calligraphy written on it Ericene got a couple of tasters, like taster, like little shot flasks of the Ruladrin to uh, like test, give to Vons uh, to test, and then also like just tasted it, and it tasted neutral, but it made her feel extremely like floaty and just like very, very pleasant. Ericene left. Didn't notice that Grix didn't follow, and then <laughs> went back later to flirt more with the Minotaur Bouncer and ask him about, like, where, if he knew anything about the Ruladrin, and he didn't really know, but it is delivered by, like, incredibly intense-looking, like, henchmen or something they don't look like normal delivery men 
And when a minotaur thinks you look intense, you look Yeah, you probably intense. look really fucking intense. <laughs> <laughs> Vons tested the liquid and found that when wiz- it's like when wizards turn a spell into a liquid, the magic is the liquid. And there's some sort of spell to create that euphoric effect. It seems to only be recreational, but very, very powerful for a recreational substance. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's pretty much all. I of told it. you, I take notes. I take <laughs> by the a way a lot of notes. They <laughs> appreciate that. Every good gaming group needs at least one person. I'm who the Marisha. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, um, your Minotaur flirt buddy now has a name. He has a name. He does. Okay, Ericene totally ran back at the very end to be like, "My name is Ericene. What's your name?" Yeah, so his name is Photios. Photios. It's spelled P H O T I O S. P H O T I O S. Yep. Hell yeah! Hi, Photios. I hope I see you again. Bye. <laughs> All right. So if I remember last time, well, what did you guys want to do from here? I believe you just kind of had your little meeting on the street. Bonds had determined that the alcohol was indeed very magical. Yeah, not not magical enough to be uh, pulling off all of this chaos we're seeing in the grid. But uh, if I ever meet the guy who put this liquor together i'll have some questions i'm interested (laughs) but yeah so what do you want to do now we met up right in front of the bar again didn't we i think you're like just down the street but yeah Yeah. okay we're all together again yeah we'd been hiding we'd been we'd been gathered around a corner in a a bunch while erisine was flirting with the minotaur okay Uh yeah trying not to look trying to look real subtle and probably not succeeding very well (laughs) Ericene understood. I don't know. I I I think I look just fine. I got this <laughs> cloak thing. Go- I'm just over here. It's fine. I look great. Well, Grix is the last to join the group because uh, he had done that little bit of trying to sneak around and not necessarily succeeding. He succeeded. I didn't find anything. Well, you didn't find anything that Vaughn's didn't already find, right. but Grix had no way of knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're interested, we can certainly compare notes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do y'all think? Do we, do we think this has anything to do with it? I mean, not with the whole grid situation, probably. This looks like it's homemade stuff, but for wide distribution, I would love to meet the person who put this together. But I don't think that this is the thing that they sent us to look for. Yeah, yeah, all right. Hmm. Did we find anything while we were searching that, like, looked like it was, like, a way down, or, like... Oh, yeah. Grix would already know this, I think, so even if you hadn't happened to stumble across them. But there are a number of, like, manhole covers scattered around that can be used to access the lower levels. Okay. Okay. So do we want to go down? That's what manhole covers are for. <laughs> um. 
co- covering manholes. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, um... <laughs> uh, Bonds, you're about to ask something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, I can't remember what. I'm just I'm thinking really about manholes. I'm sorry. <laughs> trying trying to decide exactly how covered my own holes are um so grix we've run into this this doesn't feel like it's a grid thing to you we're trying to find the blockage in this grid did any of this give you a clue at all or do you know where we might look next uh, uh, this is the where to next boss. Yeah. Yeah. I, Ian, yep. uh, do I have any idea of what, uh, we might look into next? I am, I am a little bit at a loss. Yeah. You may not remember it as a player, but you guys did run into, um, the flooding in the street as well. Oh, no, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. I remember that it happened and that that was the, technically the thing that we were investigating when we all went. <laughs> when we all were like, ooh, what are those glowy things? What are all those glowy beverages everyone's carrying around? <laughs> RPG players getting distracted. Say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the flooding was part of kind of the things that were wrong with the infrastructure that you guys found when you were initially looking around the area. Gotcha. Basically, there's a bunch of standing water in one of the streets, and you went and inspected it a little bit more closely, and basically there was a crack in the street kind of in the center of it. It's only like a few inches of standing water, but um, you were able to detect that there's a current kind of flowing in and out, Mm -hmm. rhythmically, kind of like a pump. Mm -hmm. And so whatever is going on here, it's not like... This isn't a full-on water main break kind of thing, because there's not enough water pressure, but it's clearly interfacing with the, essentially, like, the running water plumbing in some way. Got it. Okay. So it's like an upward seepage as opposed to a, uh, like, open spraying leak or anything like that. Yeah. There's no obvious drip or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Or it's a very, very small open break. So it is coming from down below. Yes. Okay. So we should go down below. I would never dream of telling you what to do. <laughs> I think I we should go say. down below. I wish we should go down below. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, go find one of these manholes and pop it open and see what's down there. Probably that's where the thing is coming from. So do you just go around the district asking for manholes? <laughs> uh no i mean i'm sure that they're pretty easy to spot right can i ask a question sure would you consider to a manhole to be a secret door i would not because they are labeled (laughs) (laughs) fine i appreciate the idea We're looking at, like, the general 22 inches across and circular, and maybe they've got, like, some grid marks on them for traction or whatever. Typical manholes, yeah. Yeah, and some of them are embedded in the sides of buildings, and it's like you open a 
utility door and there's a ladder that goes down through a similar size space but same difference ah it kind of depends on when it was added the more easy to access just a door kind of thing is from back when this place was just a fortress and then as it took on a more city-like bent the more traditional round covers were implemented Mm, gotta love that modern fantasy flavor cool so Grix, do you know where we need to start? Does this section of town connect to anything important? Uh, let's start near the uh, the leak. Cool. See if okay. we can find the source of that. Can I do like an investigation check or something to see if I can see a any like manhole? Oh yeah, go for it. Feel free to use either wisdom or intelligence. Well complicated because i have a zero modifier for intelligence but it's one of my prime stats but i have a plus two to wisdom and it's not one of my prime stats in the case of a prime stat versus a non-prime stat you should pretty much always use a prime stat okay so i roll a d20 add my level i rolled an 18 plus one for my level and that is plus zero and that is my intelligence prime stat okay so you got a total of 19 yeah all right with that 19 you have no problem kind of basically between you all you find a couple of manhole covers in the area and you figure out which one will probably lead us close lead you closest to where this leak is happening okay so we found the puddle and we found the drippy spot. Indeed you did. Neat. Mind if I uh, collect up some of this drip while we're at it? Or have I collected this already? Uh, you can you can grab a vial of puddle. I think it's just water. I'm definitely going to grab a vial. Or mostly just water. Well, it did also have like magic running through it. I mean, oh. how will we know until we've uh, tested it a little? Yeah. How will Vons know whether it can be made into life-saving cancer drugs until he tries? <laughs> or life-taking, giving cancer drugs. Who knows? But I was going to say, don't worry. The water here gives everyone cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to sweep up a vial of this stuff with a uh, testing kit in, in mind. Yeah. And feel free to note down what you've taken samples of, or what you're carrying samples of. Because we can also definitely, like, you don't have to test everything right away. That makes perfect sense. So Not, not trying to discourage you, I'm just saying if you want to like later have a scene where you go through all of the things you've picked up in your last adventure to see if there's anything cool about them. Oh sure, or combining the things, or doing the stuff. Yeah. Huh. I've played Oblivion. <laughs> um, let's see uh, so, so yeah i'm i'm definitely scooping up a sample of this do we have a name for this uh substance yet water <laughs> sewer water magic water that's it magic puddle water it is whatever makes you feel better well, we don't know if it'll make us feel better. It could give us cancer. We don't know. Magic cancer water? And 
I've got uh, portable testing ability. Is there any kind of... Hmm, is there an indicator of how much... Uh, hmm, what is the word? Uh, how much contaminant there might be in this water? How much magic contaminate there is? Magic you can test for, much like if something's acidic or basic, that's actually pretty straightforward for you. Oh, cool. I have detect magic. I could do it. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Go for it. Okay. Uh, let me see what I'm supposed to do with that. Is detect magic a level one spell for you? No, it's a cantrip. Okay. I couldn't remember which one it was in the system. Cool. I didn't want you to be like, I cast detect magic twice and uh And not be able to do fight. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very aware of that. Do you want me to roll 20? Nah, there's nothing special to roll for this. Okay. Especially at such a basic level. This water contains kind of about as much magic as like everything else in this city. You're surrounded by a lot of magic, and so it tends to kind of low-key radiate out into everything else. But like, it's the equivalent of picking up background radiation on a Geiger counter. Like, there's technically magic here, in the same way there's technically radiation when you walk outside because the sun is there. But like, nothing particularly notable or worth worrying about. Okay. And I tell, I tell Vaughn's that. Thank you. So we can infer from that then that whatever this water is from, it hasn't absorbed an excessive amount of magic from whatever is causing the blockage or whatever, but it is still a leak and probably worth checking out further. Correct. Gonna point my nose at Grix and mm -hmm. see what uh, see what he has to say. Does Grix have one of those manhole cover lifter uppers? Uh, no, He's got Grix... a whole arm that does that. I would assume so, yeah. Uh, Grix has his magic wand. Grix will use his magic wand to pop it up. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Grix's magic wand is a club with uh, spikes on it. Uh, <laughs> it also has magic runes, uh, which I say with finger quotes. And uh, he says magic words when he hits things with it. Ah. Are the magic words draconic curses? Are the magic words literally just magic words? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Abracadabra. Open sesame. Yep. Yeah. Well, this uh, manhole cover, I think, might might just be too heavy for any of the rest of us to lift up. If only you could work together in some reasonable way that we don't have to roll anything for. <laughs> you succeed in lifting up the manhole cover and going down inside and closing it behind you like responsible citizens. <laughs> Good deal. Okay, so you guys drop down into a maintenance level. You're currently at a four-way intersection. For purposes of simplicity, I'm going to give directions as cardinal directions. You're on a floating city that probably rotates at some point, so these are not absolute, but they're relative to the map you're working with. So there's one each to the north, south, west, and east. You know that the puddle is roughly west of you from where you drop down. Well, I guess that's the direction yeah. I'm interested in looking. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. We'll, um, we'll can head... Can we just, uh... like, look or like... I, I mean, I'm curious, like, whether... 
it looks like everything's flowing, you know. Is this the sewer, or is it just like a tunnel? This is just a tunnel. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, part of the question here is, what did our feet just smush into? Yeah, like, what are our feet in? Ah, so you're basically standing on um, a rough-hewn stone floor. It's a little bit slimy in the way that any place that is moist and with poor circulation will be for a long time, but there's not actually any standing water there. Okay. And the walls walls and ceiling are all pretty much in the same thing. Like, this is a... It's moist, but not wet. Right. And this whole area is basically roughly finished stone. It's obviously, at least for now, not designed to be somewhere that anyone's like living on a regular basis. So it doesn't have the attention to detail that some of the living spaces do. Okay. Oh, I see. So I should uh, probably consider, given the moist environment, uh, what flora may be attached to the uh, stone mosses molds whatever it could assuming we can consider molds and fungi to be uh flora mm-hmm. close enough sure <laughs> yeah you get all sorts of things from down in tunnels like these so yeah you know, so, there's definitely stuff worth finding so what have we got in the uh in the area that we just landed i mean there's a manhole cover above us so so there's a few long pale white tendrils kind of dangling down just around where the manhole covers like seam is Mm. you know that they're a type of fungus it's often used as a base for other things like it's fairly neutral on its own but it makes a really useful um basically if you work it the right way it becomes a little bit gummy and kind of like a paste, which can be really useful for making like salves and ointments and things like that. Neat. Well, yeah, obviously I'm uh, gonna harvest some of that. There's also on the floor next to where you drop down a couple of really long stemmed mushrooms that seem to slowly be growing up towards the uh, the little bit of light that's coming in from the manhole cover. They have little polka dots on them. Do they have a uh, familiar... Is there anything familiar about them to me? Um, I'm going to say that, yeah, this is another thing that you use pretty regularly. It can be used as a... um, Depending on who you talk to, it's either a painkiller or a hangover cure. Those are not mutually exclusive, but some people insist that it is the perfect thing for all hangovers. And some insist it's basically just aspirin. Considering the company, I suspect that may come in handy. (laughs) Definitely harvesting some of that. And then in some of the cracks and seams that are along the, uh, the walls branching out from here, there is a glowing green fungus. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. When we say glowing green. I'm not usually in the tunnels. Like, I don't... Eh, stuff glows. I'm going to say this is a very dull glow, which is pretty standard. It's enough light to see by, only if there's literally no other light in the area kind of thing. Sure. So, like, as soon as the manhole cover, like, went back on, we could see it, but yeah. without like the manhole Like, when something glows on, in the dark. We couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
it's very much in the realm of like a stick on glow in the dark star from 1993 like it still glows <laughs> okay. today but only just <laughs> sure yeah and this one's used as a magical concentrator in various alchemical processes well and obviously i'm harvesting some of that too sweet all right and so now that you're a little more oriented which way do you go west yeah all right i should ask if oh, yeah, uh does the uh does the concentration or mm, uh growth pattern of any of this fungus give me a any idea as to where hmm, as to where the magic might be flowing from not or, here now or not flowing from and as I, the area you're in is all pretty standard from what you've experienced before. Okay, cool. So this looks like a, a normal area affected by normal magic per the everyday situations. Yes. Cool. So I'll actually bother to inform Grix of that, um, just letting him know that, well, this looks like a normal magic concentration to me. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe further on? Let's head west. Okay, so heading west, I because these are built out. I would oh, specifically like to be in the rear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is Aracene watching for manholes or just watching your back? Aracene is just watching everyone's back. Parenthetically sees Ian coming. Yeah. <laughs> Want to make sure I understand okay. what the marching order is before we run into the big bad. That is fair. <laughs> um, so the hallway you're going down, it's it's like eight feet across. Okay. It's a little bit tight for two people, but a lot of you are also pretty small. So you can do um, two abreast if you want, or you can just march in a line. And knowing that, what order are you marching in? So I have night vision. Assuming things get dark, and I've got a good sense of smell and hearing, just general animal-y senses. Uh, I don't mind leading, especially considering how sensitive Grix is to any kind of damage at all. Shh. <laughs> He's very small. Very small. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, he has yeah. a delicate constitution. I'm willing to be forward, but I do hope that somebody with a bit more constitution than I have can run parallel to me in case we but run into process something. process of elimination, living. that's wealthy. I'm assuming <laughs> wealthy is up for it. Wealthy is up for it. I've got a constitution 13 with a three modifier. So, yeah, I'm pretty good. Wow. Nice. All right. You just comes became of, the meat tank. Comes being a hardy halfling. I actually have a very <laughs> bad constitution, but I I think I have the highest hit points. <laughs> I was gonna say that that By helps. Is... not being a caster, you have ended up with the highest hit points. <laughs> we will we will know when something's behind us by the screaming. Okay. Okay. Then Vons and I'll take up the front. And Grix and Ericene, the roof. Mm -hmm. Got it. 
So yeah, okay. uh, whiskers forward and ears up. We will uh, we will crawl steadily forward to the west. And so you guys know, um, down here, there's not a lot of lights. It's like kind of there's one kind of dull red light every intersection or so. But all of you have some sort of low light vision, so it's enough for you guys to see by without any problems. Sure. Um, but yeah, like basic kind of emergency maintenance lighting down here. Yeah. But like, and... Rick, you know that whenever you bring a human with you, they have to bring an extra light source, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a you don't run into the walls kind of lighting. <laughs> but all right, so a wealthy. As you are walking to the west mm -hmm. alongside Vons, uh, pretty quickly your feet start splashing into some standing water. Oh, yuck. And I'm barefoot. Oh, no. Why are you barefoot? <laughs> because I'm a I halfling. Also have this question. <laughs> you don't have to be barefoot because you're a halfling. But I wasn't prepared a... for going underneath the ground, so I'm ba barefoot. That is fair. All right, so it gets a little slimy, but like... We're still at, you know, puddle on the sidewalk depth. It's not a big issue. Be careful As of the you... puddles. And there is a door on your left that you are approaching, and the hallway also continues on straight ahead. Grix is also barefoot because they don't make boots that fit kobold uh, claws. Or I'm sure someone does, but I imagine they cost a pretty penny. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but I'm used to it. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to go into the door on your left or go straight ahead? That's can a good question. Can I cast question. Detect Magic? Sure. Oh. Okay. I cast Detect Magic. Do you poke your head around the corner of the doorway? or? Is it open or closed? It's an open archway. Okay, Sorry. then yeah, I, I, do the, I do the Scooby-Doo thing and I, I look... I, I look through there the... Is, there is a low but strong enough to be notable concentration of magic centered around a large pit in the center of the floor of the large round room that this archway leads into. All right, I let the party know that there's magic in there. And um, I bring Grix forward and I ask him, is there supposed to be a concentration of magic in the center of this room? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Grix's entire conversation seems to be, hmm. Well, well, Grix knows a lot of things that Wit doesn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Ian, filing through Grix's brain. Yes. It is not unusual to find something like this down here. It may be a component of a piece of machinery. It might be um, some of the magical fuel that's used to run various parts of the city. Mm -hmm. You may note when you're flipping through your spell lists that there's a lot of material components. And just because there's enchantments being used doesn't mean some of the stuff doesn't need that to run. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it depends, but this is not unusual. And while I don't think you're necessarily super familiar with this part of town, like you've seen setups like this before and it wouldn't be that strange. Yeah, if I'm you not have to guess, it. it's probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. Okay, we'll defer to the expert. Yeah, expert. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of that. Well. Let's move on then. Yeah. Okay. You guys head on as the water gets a little bit deeper. 
and you enter a rectangular room with the exit back the way you came to the east and an exit to the south. I realize this sounds like Zork, just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> if Vons and Wealthy could both make wisdom checks for me, please. Ah, uh, wisdom. Okay. I rolled a, hold on, this dice is small. Six. And I rolled an 18. Let's see. Oh, and a night, uh, plus one for my level is a 19. Yeah. My wisdom is a 10, and I don't know what the modifier is. That would be a plus zero modifier. Cool. So that would put me at a six. Or a seven, because you do add your level. Oh, cool. Yeah. Then that. All right. I you am hear... uh, not good at this game yet. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's, it's got its own little oddnesses, too. But, so, uh, Wealthy is... Sorry, is Wisdom one of your primary stats or a secondary? It is uh, a secondary stat. Okay, cool. So, you hear the skittering of little feet splashing through water. No. Oh, no. And you also hear a kind of... What can be best described as a sad metallic grinding sound. There is a large pile of machinery in the corner of this room. Like, on in the back right corner from where you guys came in. And you can see that there are a large number of pipes running into this machine and that it does not sound happy at all and is leaking in several places. Okay, when we say sad, are we talking like The Cure, or are we talking like Death Cab for Cutie, or how sad? <laughs> yeah, it's actually just Death Cab for Cutie music. There's going to be an eight-minute instrumental now. <laughs> you, you say that, but like I could probably hum most of the opening to one of their longer songs gonna say it's good music but occasionally it decides it wants to take a while to get where it's going <laughs> so this definitely looks like a problem you think that's yeah. important to know yeah. yeah all right what kind yeah, of a yeah. problem do you think we're looking at here how do we, uh, uh, how do we dig into this well uh i think that this is something that i'm gonna have to get to work on uh with my tools i guess i i i'm not sure ian <laughs> <laughs> okay tools are a good guess how about uh how about Wait, do you fix things ever in your life? me no okay <laughs> no he's got grunts for that um how about wealthy and i go and uh check out the other exit and make sure that uh nothing is going to be an issue yeah that sounds before good we send you out there on your own okay all right so um, just gonna sniff it out Sorry, checking for something. Hey, it makes sense to check for things. I do have my moments. All right. Sorry, I'm getting confused. And suddenly I'm very glad we didn't just send Grix out there. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Grix, you're going to have that? to examine the uh, the pump to figure out what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, no, for sure. I... Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what he's looking up. The pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just it's detailed sure pump schematics. Check for some traps. Is that okay? Um, sure, yeah. 
I believe that's intelligence. Yeah, I think we're just kind of uh, yes. enveloping this room as the Secret Service would, right? Just locking yeah. it down, making sure nothing's going to kill our guy who can actually fix things. I feel so important. I rolled. <laughs> You're the only one here who knows how to use a wrench. An eight plus one is nine for my level. Plus zero intelligence. But intelligence is a prime stat, so... That's a nine. All right. You are pretty sure this thing is not trapped. Great. Uh, I will still stay close. <laughs> Hanging out right. in the back. Okay. So, Grix, you approach the pump. Yep. Tools out. Yep. Ready to examine it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see if I have and... Um, I... I really don't have any special abilities related to fixing things, uh, other okay. than other than flavorfully. Yeah, if you want to make an intelligence check, okay, that'd work. Oh, oh, so good, so good, natural one, so good. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, with my intelligence score plus two, that's a three, and intelligence is a highlighted stat. So if the DC on this is negative nine, then you're set. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right, so you approach it, you start doing your uh, your normal thing, which in this case, because you rolled a natural one, is firmly tapping on things with a wrench to try to figure out <laughs> what's up. Yep. You do notice it is covered in a decent amount of rust, which is a little bit weird. Hmm. And then I need you to make a reflex saving throw. Oh. Oh no. It's fine. He can only roll a one so many times. That's right. Until his one is taken from him. I was playing last night, and we were. Hey, that's we much were, better. We were in the last sequence of a of a um, trying to kill Strahd in the in the. Legend of Strahd, uh -huh. and I rolled below 10 consistently the whole time, spent three quarters of the time unconscious on the floor, either having been hit by Strahd or died by Strahd and working for my death throes. It was horrible. I was so frustrated. <laughs> hey, some people spend good money to spend three quarters of the time unconscious on the floor, okay? <laughs> With Strahd. <laughs> So, Grix, what's going uh, on? I rolled a 17. Oh, that's not Badass. Cool. All right, you managed to jump back in time as a pair of antenna emerge from behind the machine, eagerly reaching for your wrench. Oh, no. But you managed to pull yourself and your tools away. That's great. Mine! Mine! To roll for initiative. Oh, man. Or actually, we're going to start combat. Initiative in this game is weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. So a rust monster is emerging from behind the uh, the pump. Rust. Which, Grixon, your high level of intelligence, you're, you think might be the source of the problem? Yep. So how do we roll for initiative? All right. So what we do is I'm going to double check the rules to make sure I get this right, because it's been a minute. But we're going to need a d10. 
I have a couple of those. I have as many D10s as I need to have. I uh, yeah, we're <laughs> castles and crusades. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so for those of you playing along at home and also the players who haven't played this before, initiative in castles and crusades works differently from a lot of games in that it is actually re-rolled every round. <laughs> oh. Ooh. And doesn't actually bring into account your dex modifier. Hmm. Unless there is a tie. Okay. So what we're going to do is I'm running the rest monster. You're each running one of your characters. Or running your character. And so we're all going to roll a d10. And then we're going to figure out what order everyone's in. So roll your d10. Three. Pencil. Five. I have nine. Okay, One. you can't say it while yawning. I'm That's not sorry. nice to the listeners. <laughs> That's, That's not good radio. <laughs> Wealthy got a nine. Okay, so Wealthy got a nine. Um, Ericene got a five, right? Yes. All right. Uh, Grix, what did you A have? one. Damn. Okay, you can roll a one most of the time. I'm trying. And then what did Vaughn's get? Uh, three. Alrighty. So in that case, Wealthy, you go first. Oh, joy. You are alerted by the alarmed yell of Grix and see a rust monster crawling out from behind the machine. Yeah, I scream okay. mine. I scream you... mine and I, I pull the wrench away. um do i know anything about rust monsters or are these completely new to me i mean you went to magic school right yeah i went to i went to university yeah you know about rust monsters okay so can i kill them with a magic missile you can certainly try all right i'm gonna try and kill it with a magic missile um so is this like Dungeons and Dragons and I don't need, and I'm always going to hit something and I only need to roll damage or do I need to roll to hit? I believe you always hit something, but I will check the spell description. And it doesn't say anything about what I'm supposed to roll for damage. Yeah, it does. Oh, maybe not on the... Yeah, it doesn't say anything on the... Um, it... uh, miss... Um... The missile of magical energy flies from the caster's hand and unerringly strikes its target. The missile oh, deals 1d4 plus 1. D1 plus one. one. <laughs> I am notoriously unable to read. So you only have one missile right now. Alright, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna aim at it, and I have a two on the die, plus one is a three. Alright. The suspense as I realized I lost my pencil again. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, that's what backups are for. Alright, so your missile shoots through the air and smacks into its side, kind of puffing out in a bit of magical sparks, but you do see that you left a crack on its carapace. And dealt three damage. Ooh. Okay, so that was Wealthy's turn. Ericene, you're up next. Um, I want to, I'm gonna try to, like, 
just stab into one of its like legs with one of my dirks. Alrighty. In that case, please make an attack roll. Okay. Just trying to remember. I just roll a d20 and then I add the total of all of my weapon modifiers. Yes? Yep. Okay. Do I also add the level at this point? Uh, you do not add your level. I do not add my level. Okay, so that is a... Um, I rolled a 7 plus 1 is 8. You attempt to stab at it and unfortunately... Your dagger just hits a carapace plate and skitters off. And it does not take any damage. Okay. It's now its turn. Sparks everywhere. Ericene, you have touched it with a delicious looking dirk. And so it is going to try to attack you. Or it's going to try to attack your dirk specifically. Do I get an attack um, of opportunity or something? You do not. I don't understand how that works in this game. Mostly because that part was hidden in the GM section. Oh no. How <laughs> <laughs> dare yeah, they? By, by the way, feel free to read the Castle Keeper section that's in the uh, player's handbook. Okay. Like, all of the rules are in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why it's labeled the Castle Keeper. I think it's supposed to be because I basically can then tell you everything and not interrupt your fantastical magical experience of roleplay. It's for mystery reasons. It's not, though. It's all just basic <laughs> rules. There's nothing in here that's like, oh, by the way, the dragon did it the whole time. <laughs> and here's the meta plot that ties it into World of Darkness Chicago. <laughs> okay. But okay, so it is going to attack you, Ericene. Okay. And for your dagger, I'm just going to use your armor class, basically. Okay. Rolls to hit. I managed to roll it into a crack that was cocked. Does a total of 10 hit you? No, my AC is 12. Perfect. You managed to deftly yank your dagger out of the way of its antenna as it tries to nom it for deliciousness. You keep calling it an antenna. Uh huh. So, what it does is it brush. You also said that it's trying to eat my dagger with its antenna so when it brushes something with its antenna that causes it to corrode and then it eats the corroded object oh gross um all right next up in our initial turn order is font process of elimination <laughs> uh so is this is this rust monster uh, comprised entirely of rust? No, it's called that because it likes to turn things into rust and then eat it. Uh-huh. It appears more like a very large cockroach. With a, with a long tail that kind of has a little floofy, uh, like, feathery bit at the end. Hmm. So it's organic. Oh, very much so. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, with, with a carapace. Yes. Gross. So. Your objection to its existence is noted. (laughs) 
<laughs> but by it, has it noticed how much I'm grossed out by it? I think it feels a little bit judged. I think that energy from the room. <laughs> well, it should. It is gross. <laughs> it's just here trying to live its life, eating a water pump. Okay. In our floating city that if things go wrong, enough things go wrong, we crash and die. It doesn't know that. <laughs> well, if it's not the delicious kind of gross, then it is not useful to Vaughn's, uh, myself. It is if it's not dinner, then it needs to die. <laughs> so it can become dinner. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's dinner, it needs to die as well, I suppose. That's fair. <laughs> Let's see here. Well, I haven't got much prepared going into this whole mess. Uh, let's see. You can assume you have at least a day's worth of alchemical concoctions prepared. Sure. Okay. I'm thinking something nice and acidic. Uh, is there a more acidy-based potion I ought to be considering here? You know, as someone who wrote that class, you think I'd have the mm -hmm. answer? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I'm kind of scrolling real quick myself. And let me tell you, the word acid in a find on uh or sorry in a find command on uh the the castles and crusades pdf is uh got too many responses <laughs> way too many responses don't worry i found a copy of the uh alchemist class so i can help you out here all right so as far as it doesn't look like you have anything particularly acidic okay so you have actual straight up acid which is a level zero thing. So you can have made a couple of vials of that without any real issue. Cool. Cool. Are these vials thin enough to use as um, flechettes? Or would I need to actually open one and get in melee range? Oh, no. You can toss it and it'll break. Oh, fun. Basically, you just you know, throw a fastball, and that's enough momentum for it to break on whatever you're throwing it at, assuming they aren't particularly squishy. Mm -hmm. Well, let's do some of that. Acid is supposed to be, well, at least IRL, useful against rust, right? Uh, it's not like we have WD-40 here. So, What if you did? <laughs> whatever this thing's made of seems to be uh, leaning in that pH balance, so... If I had WD-40, well, that that's definitely a melee attack. You know, you got to get that little, like, red straw in the nozzle there, and uh, that red straw is getting shorter and shorter these days, so. I feel like you really need to, like, attune to it in order to make that work. Yep, yep. You got to get that little red straw, like, into a crevice a little bit yeah. and kind of work it in. And then it's like a real quick spritz. You can't just hold down on the nozzle. All right. So you need to see... <laughs> yeah, so you need to roll a two-hit roll for this. Okay. Uh, a two-hit roll using what as a modifier? So you're going to be adding your base to hit, which as an alchemist is zero. 
Um, okay. So you're just going to add your dexterity modifier. Okay, I've got a dexterity of 15. Does that give me a modifier of 1? I think it gives you a plus 2. Does anyone happen to have a 15 on their sheet? Uh, it's a plus 1. Okay, so yeah, you're rolling at plus 1 then. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, plus my level? Nope, not adding your level this time. Capital poop. Okay. Oh, hey. Uh, that's a 12 plus 1 is 13 for the first roll. Okay, that hits. Nice. Um, your acid bile breaks over it, and you can do 1d4 damage. All right, I've got a d4 in here somewhere. It's the pointy one. There we yeah. are. It is. And rolling these does not sound impressive at all. Also, it landed on the floor. <laughs> that is a hazard of D4s. Oh, yeah. D4s are basically caltrops for parents. <laughs> Those and Legos. Yeah. All right. I'm going to roll a D8 and divide it by two. All right. <laughs> that fucker's gone. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, seven divided by two is um, that would be a four. 5, I think. Four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then seven damage to old Rusty. All right, and last but not least, we have Grix. Uh, Grix is going to uh, flee. Yeah, flee. Yeah. <laughs> get far enough away to safely cast dragon armor on myself. Alright. And what does dragon armor do? It's basically illusionary armor. Um, I will pull up the exact references for it. But I think it's a plus one armor class. But I'll double check that. Uh, but yeah, I'm also uh, I'm doing this in the most dignified way possible and uh, not screaming at all in my running away. <laughs> there is zero panic in your voice. Yeah. Stealth mode panic. Yeah. Okay. So you go, you cast that. Let me know when you find the exact verbiage. Yes. And then that was the end of the round, so everyone take your d10 and re-roll your initiative. Ericene rolled a 7. Wealthy rolled 2. Vaughn's got a 3 again. Grix got a 9. Hey! Cass needs to leave my dice alone. <laughs> You're obviously rolling them wrong, human. <laughs> And sorry, what did Ericene get? Seven. There we go. And Vaughn's got a three. So, Grix, the magic washes over you and you feel invincible, or at least slightly less incredibly vulnerable. Yes. <laughs> oh, my first? Yep, you're first. Oh, crap. I still haven't looked it up. I'm looking it up. Oh. <laughs> well, in that case... Uh, I feel invincible, so I'm going to, uh, well, no, I'm not that invincible. Uh, I'm going to chuck a dart <laughs> at it. All right. Roll an attack roll, please. 
Okay. All right. That's all right. Plus my dexterity is uh, 15. All right. Your dart flies true, but then it bounces off its uh, carapace again. Oh. I know that feeling. This D4 is gone. Where'd that thing go? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Uh, next up is Ericene. Um, Ericene's going to try to, you know, swipe at it with her Dirk again. I rolled a 10 plus 1 for 11 to hit. Unfortunately, that it twists out of the way, surprisingly deftly, for a large insect. Manages to avoid Ericene's your blow. Ericene's going to just, like, scream in its face. This thing's super gross. Do you want to make an intimidate check? Sure. All right. Uh, roll charisma for me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'll roll charisma for you. I like mm. the charisma with which you say fuck yeah. Um, I rolled a two. Oof. Plus three for my charisma modifier. Plus your Or for my charisma. Yeah, my, my charisma modifier. For a total, oh, plus my uh, level for a total of six. It seems unfazed by your yelling. <laughs> it's okay. It looks back at you as if to say, I am not part of a species that uses verbalization as a communication tool. It gets a lot through its eyes. <laughs> and antenna. It's a complicated and creature. Antenna. It's true. Uh, Vons, you're up. Well, hey, Grix. I mean, this this uh, this creature's in your turf. Uh, how familiar are, how familiar are you with these things? Uh, very. Uh, hit it real hard. Hit it real hard. Great. No problem. I'm little. <laughs> oh, so am I. <laughs> yeah. So so how do you? Oh yeah, you've got that stick. I'm sorry, wand. <laughs> Okay, uh, continuing to try to avoid its direct attention, um, how many more vials of poison have I got on me? Uh, uh, acid. I'm going to say for acid, you have three vials left. That's something you would carry a decent amount of on any given well, day. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a common alchemical ingredient, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, I guess we'll take another haul at that. Uh, it seemed to work well enough last time. Okay. So getting myself into a decent position and ankle deep in water, right? Yep. Uh, rolling a d20 on this? Yep, d20 plus one. Ooh, with the plus one, that's a 16. All right, you hit. Hooray. <laughs> And by the way, just for transparency, the reason the acid is hitting more easily than the dagger is because the acid's a touch attack. And doesn't have to get around the armor in the same way. No, that's fine. I got it. It made perfect sense. Just making sure. <laughs> Alright, so, sorry. I feel like you're picking on me. Just making sure. <laughs> oh, I would totally get if your character felt picked on. It just took two stabs, in a very literal sense, at this bug and hasn't managed to make a dent yet that's yeah so this rust is being very rude to erisine by not being stabbed (laughs) it's got well it's it just happens to be armored against daggers in this case yeah so uh 
that uh, that Caltrops is still hiding on my floor somewhere. I'll find it the hard way later, I'm sure. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Still got this D8 here. Uh, I'll just tell you what I roll. You let me know what it means. Okay. Three. So that would be two damage. Better than none. It's starting to look a little unhappy about all this acid you've been dumping on it. (laughs) Does it have... uh, I'm kind of hoping it has some sort of lasting poison effect. Or... um, No, but I'm going to say you're actually starting to... Burning? Get some pockmarks and stuff in its um, in its shell. Okay. And so it's actually going to lower its AC a little bit. Nice. All right. And wealthy. Um, I have a limited number of spells, and it's still fairly early in the day, so I'm going to rush at it with my staff and just like hit it over the head. All right, go for it. Okay. Do I need to roll to hit? Yes. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. That was a four. Yeah, unless you can add double digits to that, you're not going to hit. <laughs> no, I'm not going to hit anything with a four. <laughs> your, your wizard school training fails you as your swing goes <laughs> wide and you hit a pipe, making a horrible, like, clang sound. <laughs> Vibrating up my arm. <laughs> yeah. And it's its turn. It is going to... Wealthy just made a bunch of noise, and it's clearly very scary. She has a very large stick, and sticks are scary. So it's going to lunge at you with its little pincers. Oh, shit. Be gentle. Does an 11 hit you? Uh, yeah, since I have no AC, because I'm a caster. Aw. Well, what's your dexterity? My dex is 14. Okay, so that means your AC is 11, because you do include your dex. Which means it just hits you. Well, of course. Speaking of rolling caltrops, I need to find mine now. <laughs> it nips at you for a whopping two damage. Ugh. Giving you a nice gash along your thigh as you jump back. I did not sign up for this. I've got potions for that. <laughs> All right. You're definitely going to need to disinfect it down here. <laughs> yeah. And that was the end of the round, so everyone please roll a d10 for me. Got a five this time. Hey, me too. I got a nine. Ericene got a two. And then for the two people that got fives, um, mm-hmm. what are your dexterity scores? Mine is 15. Um, so is mine. <laughs> All right. In that case, I'm going to arbitrarily say that Grix goes first. Yes. That that makes perfect sense. He's been running around and uh, not screaming. He's all warmed up. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Got, got a real Zen battle thing going. <laughs> cobalt calisthenics. That's right. Oh, Wealthy, <laughs> you're up first. Oh, geez. Um... All right, well, I guess I'm going to have to go ahead and use one of my spell slots. I'm going to hit it with a magic missile. Alrighty, you automatically hit and do a d4 plus one of damage. Five! Nice. That's about as good as you can do with one of them. It's starting to look unhappy. Starting. (laughs) It would be considered bloodied if that was the status that the system had. (laughs) 
But yeah, it's looking like maybe it's uh, rethinking its life choices. Mm. Like, this pump is delicious, but is it that delicious? Would this be a good time to try to intimidate it? Probably. It is Grix's turn. Yes, uh, Grix is not thinking about intimidating it, because Grix himself is intimidated. Um, <laughs> by the way, I did look up uh, Dragon Armor. Gives me a plus one AC. Most importantly, though, it grants me the illusion of having like the most badass, sick armor that you could possibly imagine. So Gr- Grix is decked out. Oh, good. So all the intelligent creatures will know to hit you really hard with all their spells. Nope, because I'm still uh, I'm still a, a minimal combat target, low priority combat target. Is that actually part of the spell? No. Okay. But I'm still a kobold. That's fair. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Just attacks everyone else first. Yeah. Uh, so this time I'm going to walk up and I'm going to smack it with my magic wand. Okay. Roll an attack roll, please. Son of a gun. Nope. What'd you get? Uh, I got a nine. Yeah, no, that doesn't yeah, hit. Yeah. Nope, not at all. You're going in for a swing, but like Wealthy's there and Aerosene's right there. And so you kind of have to do this like awkward vertical swing, which as a kobold is not the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And it manages to sidestep your attack. Fair enough. Bonds. Well, uh, so this critter's attention um, is on Wealthy at the moment? Yeah. It seems to be split between Wealthy and Aerosene. Hmm. So we're kind of flanking it a little bit. Yeah. Well, throwing more acid at it is just going to make me run out of acid. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is it going to take me time to draw a dagger out? Uh, no. Or... I'm going to say that you can draw it as you approach to attack it. Okay. Well... Ugh, I'm not excited about it, but uh, may as well try and creep around the backside and find a weakness in its armor. All right, you creep around to its bug butt. Gross! Okay, <laughs> um, what do I roll to uh, give a shot at uh, just jumping right on it and giving it a decent stabbing? Uh, that would be a d20 plus one. Or wait, Okay. what's your strength? My strength is only eight. <sighs> oh no, d20 period? <laughs> d20 minus one? I was going to say, it's either d20 period or d20 minus one. I don't remember which. Um, <laughs> but I can check that. Okay, that, uh, that Simpson-esque gesture yep, where that one is a d20 pulls that minus one. one. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, uh, the index finger pulling my collar away from my throat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so this is, this is just to breach its AC, right? Yep. And find purchase upon its, uh, pitted carapace. Yes. Gross. Uh, well, that would be, after the minus one, a six. So You do not manage to get through its armor. You are too grossed out by its bug butt. <laughs> my face is in water now, I imagine. 
Not quite. You caught yourself, but it was close for a second there. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, it's its turn. Yikes. Um, like it, it is going turn. to... Sorry, what? I don't like that it gets a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> okay, it is going to go after your dagger once more, Erisene. Okay. It gets a natural one. <laughs> Woo! What does Get a fumble... I'm going to say that it's... For that. <laughs> what I'm going to say is I'm going to say that it slips... Which is impressive for a bug. and basically falls prone. So you'll get a bonus to attacking it. Okay. Speaking of, it's your turn. Yay! I'm going to try to slash at it one more time! Hooray! This is Vaughn's kind of wishing that it slipped before I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I rolled another two. That's not going to hit. Yeah, it is not, unfortunately. I'm going to say that you were you were taking a good swing at it, and it was aimed perfectly, and then it slipped. <laughs> so it managed to duck, essentially, by sheer luck. All right. And now that was the round, so everyone roll a d10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the nine this time. Hey, stop copying me. Ten! Oh, Jesus. Four. Two nines and a ten and a four. So I'm going to say that Vons goes first this time out of Fair. the two nines. But Wealthy no, but goes I, But before. I got a ten. Yep, but Wealthy goes first out of oh, everyone. God. All right, we're going to try the staff again. Just okay. Whack it good. So I need to... And I don't hit. I what trip on the way um, on, on the way up to the monster. Oh, no. Ah! <laughs> All right. Well, after that display of bravery, <laughs> Vons, you're up. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's prone now. I'm already close. Right behind its slippery bug butt. Uh, abdomen. Does this is this like the abdomen thorax head kind of like more insectoid or are we talking more spider like where it's basically abdomen and then noggin uh, more insectoid fun um all right I guess I'll uh, take advantage of it being prone and make an attempt to actually grip onto it and uh, more or less mount it just getting as much hold of it as I can, trying to actually find a grip between its little carapace plates. Okay, and then stabbing it in that spot. Yep. A little okay. foxy paws. Just yeah. uh, Roll an attack with your little foxy paws. Well, I just rolled a 13 on the die. So that's a Is mi- this a minus one? Yeah, because it's a melee attack. And That'll make it a 12. You, Your claws managed to find a crack, but it's thrashing around so much that you can't actually get the dagger into that crack. Ah. Am I able to retain my grip on the critter, or um, am I slipping off? Roll a straight-up strength check for me, please. 
So that would be the same thing, a d20 minus 1, and it will roll its own strength check. Well, this time I got a 14. It got way higher than that, so it manages to tear away from you. So you can't keep it pinned down. Yeah, it's worth a shot. And Grix. Uh, How's it looking? Unhappy. It's been flipped over on the floor. But like people keep trying to stab it. Yeah. It's looking pretty ragged. You've managed to damage its armor. You've gotten a lot of good magical hits on it. Even if the daggers and staves and such have not had nearly as much luck. So it certainly looks damaged. It doesn't look like it's going to be killed by a stiff breeze, but you guys have roughed it up pretty bad. Okay. Hmm. Tempted to give this a shot. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Why not? Uh, I cast color spray on it. (laughs) All right. So how does color spray work? A rainbow color, uh, rainbow cone springs forth from my hands. It affects a number of creatures equal to 1d4 plus my caster level. Okay. The cone is 5 feet wide, 25 feet long. Yep. Creatures of 2 hit dice or less are struck unconscious. Creatures of 3 to 4 hit dice are blinded. And creatures of 5 hit dice or greater are stunned for one round. All right. You have successfully stunned. Okay. Uh, I think it gets a save. Um, probably. So let's see. Yeah. Let me double check how saving throws work for monsters. And the material components of the spell are small colored objects. So basically, I throw a handful of confetti at it. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, Grix, way to go reading the book. Uh, <laughs> the confetti. Oh, boy. Party time in Monster Town. And so does it say that they get a save? All creatures with five hit dice or greater may make a wisdom saving throw to shake off the color spray. Ah, uh, okay. Does that say on their turn? Uh, no. Okay. It doesn't say anything further than that. Got you. Magic slash illusion. There we go. Oh, okay. Got it. It blows it. <laughs> okay, great. It is stunned. Which means you guys all get a huge situational modifier on. Um, and it said it's stunned for one round? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one all round. Alright, so that was going to be its turn, but it is stunned. Erisene. I'm gonna try to stab it in the face. Alright. <laughs> I like this plan. It is prone and helpless. And presumably it has a face. I rolled a 19. (laughs) Woo! Nice! Plus one is 20. (laughs) Does that hit? Oh, hell yes, it hits. Please do your damage. Okay. That is 1d4 plus two, which is three total. Nice. I think I just go, ah! <laughs> it just, like, just shoving a tasty dagger into its face. Barely. And then Erisene, do me a favor. Yes. And roll a d10 and try not to get a one. 
<laughs> do try not to get a one, please. Ian, what does that mean? <laughs> Don't ask that. You'll find out. <laughs> Secrets. No, Ian. No, Ian. What does that mean? <laughs> Things that touch the rust monster and, in the way I'm viewing it, get through its armor have a chance to corrode. So it's a question of if your dagger makes it out of this or not, or if it becomes a pile of rust. No, my dagger doesn't make it out. I did roll a one. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. So you stab it, and as you draw your blade back, it has crumbled to the hilt as rust. I am so cranky. <laughs> <laughs> but on the bright side, the monster's face is now full of rust true and with that that was the end of the round you guys have a stunned flailing rust monster and everyone please roll a d10 which reminds me to get and a get for the next time we play <laughs> what i said it reminds me to get a whiteboard before the next time we play <laughs> i have a very messy pencil list oh yeah whiteboards are nice or you could do it digitally. Psh, sounds fancy. Unless you, oh yeah. All right. Tab- so. Tablets are getting cheaper. True. Uh, Vaughn's rolled a one. All right. Everyone else. Wealthy rolled a ten. Erisine rolled a seven. Okay. And what about Grix? Grix got a seven. Okay, I'm going to make the assumption that Ericene probably has a higher dex than Grix. Probably. Ericene has a dex of 13. Oh, no. In that case, no. Oh, in that case, I guess Grix goes first on that 7. But but before all of that, is it is a, Wealthy. Uh, is a prime stat. I don't know if that matters. It does not. It's just the total score. Wealthy is going to use her staff. Mm-hmm. And she rolled an 18, so I think that's going to hit. Oh, hell yeah, it hits, especially because it's stunned on the ground. And that's a d6. Come on, give me a score. And that's a six! Six damage! And what's your strength score? Uh, ten. Perfect, yeah, that's fine. This thing is knocking on death's door. Yay. Somebody kill it! It is smacked up, it is squished. It is still stunned on the ground because it's not its turn yet. And Grix, you're up. All right. I swing my magic wand. Okay. Aw. I got a six. Do you add anything? Yeah, that's with the added. Ah, damn it. You're one off because um, when something is stunned and prone, you get a plus ten against it. Oh, no. (laughs) So you were really, really close. I'm sorry. That's all right. (laughs) These things happen. And Erisine, you're up. I'm going to draw another Dirk from uh, my boot and try to stab it in the face again. All right. Roll an attack roll, please. That is eight plus one is nine. With the bonus you get from it being prone and stuff, you hit. Yay. Plus two is five. You successfully stab it all the way through the face. Yay! 
And I'm going to say that because it is dying, its magic leaves it, and it cannot rust this dagger. <laughs> Yay. Okay. I mean, I have other daggers. It's the principle of the thing. <laughs> okay. Also, I feel like he should get some sort of bonus for being the one who kills it. Especially after... <laughs> losing a dagger in its face. Oh, that's harsh. I've never lost a dagger in something's face before. That was gross. <laughs> Not now you've got too. face all over your hand and everything. That's... <laughs> Well, all right, guys. So you have won against the Rustma. Rustmonster, you get hella XP. Yay! Yeah. Yay. There's all of this sewage water Do for us to wash ourselves level off in. Up. <laughs> I don't know, because I'm going to be giving you guys XP for a lot of other stuff too, because you've been doing a lot, not just this battle. Fair <laughs> enough. That said, this is probably a good place to stop. Uh huh. Hold on, I wanted to taste its guts. <laughs> they have Is a it delicious? tang to them. <laughs> so I imagine uh, Yon Critter has some sort of uh, oxidizing compounds in it. I want the goo. All right. So our, uh, <laughs> our camera fades out on Vaughn's just tearing this thing into gross pieces to get to its good, good parts. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> All right. Hey, don't waste any part of the bug, guys. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod or on Twitter at Prime Attribute, or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our dank memes. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by Ian. Thanks, Ian! We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. <laughs>